0: Sunday review, weekend review show, always, always trip over that bit. Uh, my name's Chris and joining me this weekend for an actual exciting weekend of Premier League football, despite us slagging it off for the last couple of weeks, uh, I have Dave Black. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Ah, and Ali Thompson. Hello boys. <laughs> How are you gents, both good?
1: Alright, I think this is as good as it gets, to be honest.
0: I was going to say, good weekends for everybody's clubs uh, this weekend as well. Uh, so we might, Actually, it was, as I say, it was a very good weekend for the Premier League, so we might as well get straight into it. Uh, with the, the early game on the Saturday, uh, which was Wolves 4, Leicester 3. Um, quite possibly all the, the craziest early games that I remember seeing in a long time. Usually the early game on Saturday tends to be a bit of a damp squib, but uh, this one going like literally... Last minute winners and everything. Either of you guys watch it?
1: Uh, I watched the first fifty or so minutes. And I had to go out, go an hour to uh, the game, but uh, I listened to the second half and saw it back. But it was ridiculous, really. It was... I, I don't know. Do you watch it or? Uh, yeah, I saw
0: a bit, like most of it. I didn't see it all of yeah. it, but then like I've, I've caught up on the highlights and stuff. Uh... It, it,
1: it was like all the attacking players were totally tuned into the game from the first minute and the defenders just didn't have a clue what was going on like it was they were, they were like they were three steps behind the actual game time
0: mm-hmm. especially Wes Morgan
1: well always <laughs> Wes Morgan
0: <laughs> yes basically I think, I think the only thing of note that he did positively was the, the fact he scored um, but yeah it was it was a, a bit crazy um, doesn't help the pressure on Claude Puel though does it and I think it really showed at full time like he had he, um, in his hands and everything
1: he threw everything at it. Like I've never seen him so an- so animated on the on the sidelines. Um, considering people see him as being like this sort of, I would not say quiet, but almost like a dour kind of manager who doesn't really get it. But mm-hmm. he, he seemed really dialed in. Um, possibly because he knew his job was under fire. Yeah, who knows?
0: I was going to say yeah. He, uh, the, the final whistle when uh, Yota scored his third goal in like the ninety-third minute. He just looked destroyed, and then even in his post-match interview, it was the, it was an interview of a man under pressure mm. and stuff like that. But yeah, absolutely crazy game. Diego Yota getting three goals, um, Bennett scoring another. Uh, Gray, uh, Harvey Barnes on his first Premier League start for Leicester after being recalled from West Brom, uh, started and scored. And somehow, Wes Morgan managed to get on the shirt as well.
1: Were you surprised as me to find out Wes Morgan is only thirty-five on Monday?
0: To be fair, I thought he was a little bit younger than that.
1: Did he? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I remember playing Forrest in the championship the first time round, which was uh, 2009, 2010. And I swear he was like their, their veteran's <laughs> and a half then.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does seem to have been around a while. But like, yeah, I, I, I still, for some reason, thought he was like 32, 33. But uh, he, he looked, he did not look like the same player he was two seasons ago. At all, like his legs have gone. Like as I've noticed, a few other players have this weekend. Um, he just, he just does not look up to Premier League football. I'd probably argue that some Championship clubs wouldn't take a look at him at the moment.
1: No, it's. Uh, I think he'll probably retire rather than go anywhere else, mm. unless one of the more money, less effort leagues come in from. But I mean, that seems unlikely.
0: Yeah, because one one thing that was quite a common theme as well this weekend. Is there seems to be like a new breed of, of central midfielders, uh, not sorry, central defenders in their passing. Uh, in this game, Connor Cody, some of his passing was superb. Only for them, him then to be outshined by Ruben Nevers, who <laughs> he could, he could pass one of those fucking little rubber bouncy balls onto someone's <laughs> fucking feet. His passing is absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, is never is. Never, it's just one of those special talents that you find um, what he's doing at Wolves is it's just, it's just unknown.
0: Because mm-hmm, there were bigger clubs in for him before he joined Wolves, weren't there? Yeah, well, Liverpool
2: were interested and Klopp turned it down because he wanted to assess the squad when he first took over. Oh, yeah. Um, there
0: was... yeah, he's got Jordan Henderson as well,
2: hasn't he? <laughs> well, there was that, yeah, but there was a deal meant to be in place like, at the time when Rogers was in charge with the committee, had him, had it all uh, scouted, but Klopp's like, no, I want to assess basically what I've got and see where we go before we make any decisions, and then next thing we know, he's obviously, he's heading to Wales, so, um, but he, he won't be there long, there's no doubt about it, I mean, that was, I think that was his best performance on Saturday, along with yachts as well, mm. um, after all the excitement of him coming up from the Championship, that was his, like, Defining moment
0: I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Yo had a, his best Premier League game by a lot by a long shot. Um Jimenez again, looking like a handful for defenders. Uh not playing as a traditional front man though. Obviously he let Yotter uh, play through the middle and he was playing more outloyed. Um but yeah, the Wolves looking good again. Um, you know, the thing is with Leicester that they've been so up and down this season. It, it, it's hard to tell if this was a good performance from Wolves or a bad performance from Leicester, really. Um, you know, there, there were times when Wolves didn't look great. Uh, really early on, I think Patricio uh, had a few hearts in uh, mouths as well. But, um...
1: Well, that was mad when he was just dallying on the ball. I think he tried to do like a bit of a Cruyff, m- messed it up, recovered, <laughs> and then waited for Vardy to take it off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was strange. But uh, I mean, Leicester were... Pretty good attacking all the way through the game. Um, but they just couldn't defend at all. Um, as you say, your boy Morgan wasn't great. Harry Maguire went off and Johnny Evans didn't really help the situation. It was uh, very strange because individually they've they all been or are good defenders, really. Apparently, but, Harry,
0: uh, apparently Harry Maguire is playing through a knee injury at the moment. I, well, I, know, to I, to go
1: off. I know Evans has had a lot of injuries since he went there. So he's they're probably wary about throwing in... Uh, someone who's not fit, but didn't they buy that other centre-back whose name is very long and complicated?
0: They they bought a Turkish lad who Arsenal were interested in, who's supposed to be pretty good. He's played a handful of games.
1: Well, maybe it's time he played a few more.
0: I was going to say, Puel has been playing the younger players as well, because Chaudry's been getting some game time. Obviously, Barnes has been recalled back from West Brom to to play um, and stuff like that, so... I'm I'm surprised he's sticking with the older centre well
1: as you say when they've got from back to front what Chilwell Chowdry when he plays um, Damari Gray Barnes um,
0: Madison's still pretty young
1: yeah yeah, it's it's a pretty young team really in some places Mm. Uh, obviously Wes Morgan changes that average age a little bit but Mm. um, I think I I don't think Poole's doing that bad of a job to be honest I know they obviously want him out but Mm. The, the ninth and the two points behind seventh, which is presumably the, the ceiling really for, for any club. I know they went above and beyond a few years ago, which right. n- will never happen again. But I don't really know where they're expecting to be. Yeah, I,
0: I think. I, I, oh, sorry, are go
2: on. No, I was just on just Dave's point. I brought this up on the Friday show with, with Chris Adam and, and Scott. Like, where what's Leicester's expectations now? Um, like. They, they won the league. They've done the unthinkable, and and they really aren't going to do it again. But I feel Leicester now are above their their stations a little bit, where they feel they should be, you know, challenging like that top six. Mm-hmm. And and realistically, they they are you know well off. I mean, we've seen how how much you know, obviously Man United were struggling, um, Liverpool have done in the past just to to stay in that top six. And these are clubs with like huge finances and biggest clubs in the world. And, um, and and Leicester just aren't that. I mean, they they done like remarkably well, and they really should be aiming for, you know, maybe pushing for that seventh. You know, the European slot seventh. But mm-hmm. realistically, if they're sitting in the top ten, that's a good season, surely.
0: Mm. Well, that's it. They're only, they're only two points off. Uh, I think Watford are seventh at the moment. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, they're only about two points off that. And, and that uh, as we've discussed every week, that group of teams around there, none of them seem to want to finish seventh. You know, uh, they're all, you know, Wolves' form's been pretty patchy. Uh, Everton are uh, all over the shop. Uh, Bour- Bournemouth are up and down as well at the moment, to the fact where Brighton are almost, you know, in with, in with a chance of breaking into the top ten. Um so yeah it is really strange I, I think Wolves are the best team out of the bunch of them though uh, and they I'd probably say that they would they would be my favourites to, to finish 7th I don't see any of the teams breaking into the top 6 though uh, no Man United have seen they found their stride um, but yeah where, where do you 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 guys reckon that 9th is a good position for Leicester because I do personally
1: I'd say so I i, I guess the the owner's argument um, would be that they've spent how much on Aaron maybe mm-hmm. something like 30 mil mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Silva who never gets a game must have cost them a th- it was yeah, upwards th- of up, up to 30 million I think it was oh, quite thought, a bit
0: sorry, I know it was over 20 I didn't know it was that Yeah, well,
1: well it might not be but it was it was a lot of money anyway uh, Iburo who they just packed off back to Spain he wasn't cheap and he he's obviously been and gone mm-hmm. um, there's probably other examples which which we could we could go on all night about but I guess they spent a lot of the of the, the Champions League money on shit basically which is uh mm. Why they haven't really kicked on.
0: So the, the one thing that would frustrate me if I was a Leicester fan was, I don't know what their injury situation is like and whatever, and, and I don't know like the depths of their squad, but players come in and out of that team all the time. Mm. So like Danny Simpson came back in this weekend for the first time in weeks and weeks, um, to the point where he he was apparently leaving. Um, but yeah, he, he was leaving on Friday and then he started on Saturday. Um, Madison is in and out of the squad at the moment. I don't know if he's got injuries, but he seems to be out one week, in the next, and stuff like
1: that. The, the same, they like to play um, really a defensive midfield, so it's yeah. been M- Mendy and Ndidi. Um and Madison. If he does play, tends to play out wide, which is ridiculous, really, because you'd be finding a home for him in your team one way or another, surely, mm-hmm. um, in this natural position.
0: Yeah, he because he was dropping Vardy at times earlier on in the season. But obviously, on paper, yeah, I'm going. Are you going to play in actual on paper? Because, but he just has he has not performed at all since he since he moved to Leicester.
1: Mm. That's strange. I mean, we talked about Inacho a few weeks ago, where at Man City, all right, yeah, good players around him, but he it was a good finisher. Like he, mm. he generally took his chances when they came along, um, and it wasn't really his fault that they could go out and buy a, a Gabriel Jesus or whatever else. Mm. Um, but he's just. Doing nothing at Leicester. Nothing at all.
0: It's very strange. Uh, So, from one seven-goal thriller, we might as well go straight on to the next one. Uh, Top of the table, Liverpool extended their their lead at the top uh, temporarily uh, by going to Palace, a team that always seemed to turn up against Liverpool, strangely. Uh, (laughs) 4-3, this one turned out with quite a lot of interesting discussion points. Um, James Milner starting at right back for Liverpool. And Roy Hodgson pulled a tactical masterstroke in my my eyes by immediately switching Wilfried Zahar to play on the left. And to be fair, Zaha gave Milner such a hard time. I don't know what your thoughts are on the saloon.
2: I'm not sure it's a, a tactical masterclass by putting a, a fast player up against an old man. Um, fairly, over a bit. We know what Zaha brings. Like Zaha, on his days is, is a scary prospect to face for, for anyone, let alone a centre midfielder playing playing right back. Um, and he terrorised Milner from, from minute one um, until he got sent off in our Liverpool WhatsApp group. I called the sender off about 15 minutes before. It was just coming. He he put, he, he felled him about four times. He was close to giving him a penalty just by leaving his leg out. Um, going by him um, just a very very poor afternoon for Milner um, by his standards this season where he's been you know fairly fairly reliable mm-hmm. um, but I just I hate King Crystal Palace just hate it they
0: do we've raise be- their game against you don't
2: they yeah I mean we beat them before yesterday well even so 8 out of 9 now we've beat them so it's it's not like it's a or we, we slip up in mm-hmm. But they're never comfortable games. You know, we don't even get a one-nil. Um, they're always like last-minute winners, or you know, they they pull a couple back and you're you're holding off till the end. Just I just want a nice game against them. Just oh, just hate it ever since obviously that first game. I just feel like they, they're the the only. I'd rather play Man at, at the Etihad I saw, <laughs> um, than play Palace. So it was
0: definitely an eventful game. Um say, M- Milner, like, I, my, in my notes here, just go, watching the highlights and stuff, I wrote, James, has, have James Milner's <coughs> legs gone, and then about two minutes later, he basically propped up the other end to set up uh, Salah's goal, Um, but yeah, he did not look comfortable at right back at, at all, Um, but like I say, Klein's gone out on loan now, uh, Alexander-Arnold is injured, I believe, or is this the same injury he had before the last game, but then still played?
2: Yes. Um, there's, there's. He was close to being fit for yesterday, um, according to Klopp, but I think he just felt it wasn't worth the risk. But going back to your Klein point, and it's a massive talking point, Is I, I get Klein hadn't been playing. He's played one game in two years, for whatever reason. Um, but that one game he played, he came in against Man United, and he looked good. So, it's where... This, the cynical and probably nastiness in me comes in. And it's like our club is far too nice. If a player wants to leave because they want more games, doesn't matter the situation, Liverpool tend to say, yeah, okay, right, bye. Um, and I get Klein probably wants game time. He maybe wants to resurrect his England player, but we're in a title run. We need those players for situations like this. Mm-hmm. And Klein would have been ideal yesterday. Yeah.
0: Um I'd- carry on. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's it. Carry on. So yeah, so I was I was watching the games as, as, as like a neutral and whatever, and after like seeing Milner run ragged and stuff like that, I'm kind of like, I think it, we're at the stage now where people are starting to believe Liverpool will have a, a good tilt at the title and whatever. But then I can't help but think, are some of those players still going to be there next season if they if they win the league? Obviously, you know you've got to build on it and, and stuff like that, but. If I was James Milner, the first thing I would have done when the team came back in the dressing room at the end of the game was slap Jordan Henderson around the face. Because that pass <laughs> he played for when Milner got sent off was ridiculous. And I don't think Henderson was that good at all in that game from what I saw of him. How he gets in that team ahead of some of the other midfielders, I do not know. And I'm a yeah. Jordan Henderson fan.
2: Well, n- nine times out of ten, I'd come on in a game with you. I, I think the same about Jordan Henderson as as Dave probably does. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't like Jordan Henderson, and even when he plays okay, i probably berate him more than he should because he's Jordan Henderson. I thought he was man of the match yesterday. Really? Um, yeah. I said so
0: you've probably he, watched it a lot more of the game than I did, to be
2: fair. Yeah, I've I watched it twice now, because um, I, I don't know about you guys, but as a fan, you can never really watch it the first time and be biased, you know, there's too much emotion involved in it, um, but Henderson had a 94% class, class completion yesterday. Um, 82 out of 110 passes went forward he won 7 of his duels and 10 ball recoveries it's the best Jordan Henderson's played in about 2 years um, I just felt he was very efficient he was going forward him and Fabinho made a good partnership Fabinho was a close second for Man of the Match me. Um, which is strange that our two deepest midfielders were our best players in a in a four three win? You know when we're conceding three goals, mm. um, but I really did think Jordan Henderson was was good yesterday, and and he's not good enough to be in a title winning team for me. Mm. You know if you're if you're creating a team and you're picking a squad, Jordan Henderson's not going to be near probably a mid table team if we're being honest.
0: Yeah, I say, cause uh, I'm looking at players like Milner. I, I don't think Milner's got much left. Don't get me wrong, he's, he's Mr Reliable and he'll 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 play wherever you want. Uh, but i think he's at the point like was it last season he was playing at left back quite a lot and did a few had yeah. a few good games i don't think he can do that this season you know it's point proved this weekend he was awful at right back he was so off the pace uh i, I don't i don't think even i don't think it was just cuz he was up against Zaha. i think any winger would have caused him problems yesterday um so where does he fit in next season and stuff like that? adam lana like what does he <coughs> even do anymore
2: Oh, don't. Yeah, look, like, we've got a lot of... Which is massive. Like, we've still got a lot of deadwood from 13-14, uh-huh. you know, that we're really trying to shift. Um, and even players for their own good, like like Sturridge, is still in the squad. Uh-huh. You know, who, who's not going to get game time, really? You, you'll, you'll get enough games to make sure that if we win the title, he gets a medal, sort of thing. Um I love Moreno, um, but again, he's another one. You know, they need to leave for the betterment of their career. Um, we've got a lot of players, I believe a lot of players maybe even out of contract at the end of the summer, which I believe Milner's out of contract. Mm-hmm. Possibly Lana, if not lana has got a year. But yeah, we, we, we're probably looking at shipping out maybe nine, ten players in the summer. Um, unless we sign... I could see us giving Milner a contract on less wages, but more of a like a legends contract, like in in wrestling terms sort of thing, where he'll yeah, be like a yeah. part-time player, maybe with the eye and moving into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody talks about him being that model pro, the hardest working in training. Uh, I mean, we've seen the videos in the summer where he was doing extra laps at this fitness test and all the younger players are, are breathing out their arse and he's he's still going, you know. So I can see that, but the likes of Lallana and that, Lallana's still young enough that he should be going to a... A Burnout for even like a West Ham, um, and try and find some of that Southampton forum that you had, mm. you know, a few years ago.
0: Yeah, to be fair, the Deadwood was going to be my link into the next game, but I've got to ask you, before I do that, do you, uh, do you believe Liverpool can win the title now?
2: <sighs> I'm still struggling, I really am, and, and we've just been bitten too many times, Um there's a uh, Sky put up a fixture list today uh-huh. after the the games. So for the next thirty days, Liverpool have four league games and one Champions League, while City have three ch- three league games, the Champions League plus a cup semi final, an FA Cup game and a cup final. Because uh-huh. um, you you couldn't imagine they're going to beat Burn- Burton yeah. <laughs> um, to get to that final. So. And our games are Leicester, home to Leicester, away to West Ham and home to Bournemouth. Then the Bayern Munich game and then away to Man United. If we can get 10 points out of that, because you never know what will happen at Old Trafford sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Man City are, are away to Newcastle, then home to Arsenal and Chelsea back to back. That's a that's a tricky tricky set of fixtures for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Ask me again on February 24th, and I'll give you a definite answer. Okay, it's basically where I'm going with that. Um, if we can win ours free and then if City drop any points in the next three, I'm more than confident um, that we should have enough from there on in. Mm. You know, to crawl away. Because uh, going back to your point that you've said many times, we're still not playing well.
0: No, yeah, I was going to say uh, like Palace really took the games here and stuff like that, but I didn't realise. Up in, up until before this game, Liverpool had only conceded three goals at home all season. Yeah, and then went and conceded three at home. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> just just Still on won. that, did, did anyone see Rio Ferdinand's comments on BT Sports?
0: Uh, I no, I try try not to listen to anything Rio Ferdinand says. To be fair, I'm guessing Dave had no time for him either.
2: No, definitely not. <laughs> he he basically berated Liverpool and said we can't win the title with the defence like that because we conceded three goals in that one game, forgetting about the previous
0: say, yeah.
2: defensive game. You know, He, he basically said our defence wasn't good enough to win the title while having the, the best defence statistically in Europe just now. Um, <laughs> how how these guys get paid to talk on TV um, is just ludicrous. Um, and I just thought it was amusing after his you know, Newcastle chats la- last week and then he, he comes up with those those golden comments today.
0: Yeah, because so, I, I, I'd I argue that had an actual right-back been playing, it would have been a different result. It, you wouldn't have conceded so many goals. Because I so, say Van Dijk played pretty well, as he always does. Robertson is still brilliant. Um you know, so yeah, I, I don't see a problem. Yeah, you, you've conceded three goals. You've still won the game at the end of the day, and you've still got. Even now, saying oh, you've conceded six game goals at home all season in the league, that, that's, that's ridiculous.
2: When you look at last season and the season before, certainly as well. You know, mm-hmm. you think of Liverpool's defence. You don't think, oh, they're good. You think that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot, and you got that's Matip playing as well. Gomez is due back. Yeah. You know, so that's and that's our first four. Um, that was about Wijnaldum. I don't rate Wijnaldum much at all um, in that role, but he's pivotal to the way Klopp wants to play. Yeah,
0: he does a lot of
2: the team, so, doesn't he? Yeah, so like you, you forget about it's the little cogs that you forget that make everything work, um, and that speed and intensity that like a Wijnaldum will bring, and and Kater's not really lit the league on fire, mm-hmm. so it's like you've got players settling in. Um, it's just yeah, I just I don't get the the stupid comments from from Rio. But what? No, one thing I was going to ask you is about uh, whenever there's
1: a shortage of left backs, a right back will quite often fill in. Mm-hmm. So obviously Liverpool had this problem on the other side this week where there was no right back, but Moreno sat on the bench. Why is it never that a left back will fill in a right back, but it's quite alright for a right back to fill in a left back?
0: Good point. You do see it quite a lot.
1: Well, we, mean, I... we mentioned Milner just before. Obviously, he's a right-footer who played left-back for pretty much an entire season.
0: Yeah, but you got to think, Marino couldn't get in the squad ahead of Milner last season.
1: Oh, I mean, don't get Marino, back, was a... so... Marino. was a bad example because he can't defend. But it, it's just it hasn't even been mentioned as an option. It's been like, oh, where's Nathaniel Klein, who, by the way, has played left-back a few times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I, I... I... I think they were expecting Milner to have a better game because he's usually Mr. Reliable, no matter where you put him. I think if there's been times where you could have put a pair of gloves on him and he'd have had a great game and goal. <laughs> but unfortunately, that just didn't happen yesterday.
2: I, speaking from like personal playing experience, I, I genuinely believe that right-footers can get by using their left foot in defence. You know, you can you can always show them. You can cut off the angle, but I always feel left footers are more awkward on the right hand side, like they don't know what to do. Whether that's true or not, but just just having seen it, just at, obviously at levels that I've played at, I just I never found a left footer deeper. Like going forward, they're fine because all they have to do is cut inside and shoot. But positionally and tactically, for like trying to tackle or. You know, trying to just even even just move sometimes like that, you know, jockeying. Mm. I, I just felt they were always a bit clumsy, like not knowing where to put their body. Whether there's any sense in that, but as you said, Dave, there's very few right backs ever move to left back. Um, and you notice most most defenders also like to play on the opposite side as well in the centre of defence. It just seems to be that full-back position that's the.
0: Issue. Mm. Uh One thing I forgot to mention. Uh, also, before we go any further, I have to give. We've said about Liverpool and everything like that. Full credit to Palace. I say they gave the game to Liverpool. Their their first goal was some fantastic work, as well. it was a, a, a brilliant move for their first goal. Um, but it's got to be mentioned. Sorry, Ali, Mohamed Salah. Down, it was a dive. Going down more than mere Khalifa, if we're going to
2: uh, stick to references <laughs> from last week. It, it was a dive, uh, absolutely no question. Um, there's Liverpool fans on Twitter trying to defend it to say that he was pulled and there was, there was a there was a touch. There was, but he then frozen down to the ground like yeah. a baby who's, who's not getting a sweet in the shop. Um, <laughs> like I have no issue with getting called out and diving. And My, my biggest cut is it needs to be more reliable. You know it needs to be constant. Um, there's, there's no two. It was it was embarrassing from Salah, and it's it's Suarez done that a few times as well when he felt he wasn't getting decisions, so he'd start throwing himself to the ground, and that's when you stop getting even the stone wall penalties. I mean, yeah. just using the Suarez as an example, I don't know how many times Suarez was like broken in half with challenges, but no penalty was given because of. Some of the antics he'd done to try and win penalties when he felt he wasn't getting them.
0: Are we going? You know, are we at the stage now where he's got going to get a reputation for it now, though? Because he's the sort of player who makes those runs into the area, and he, he's going to get bought down, and he's going to win legitimate penalties just from the how good he is with his feet and everything. But if he gets this reputation for it, he's taking that away from himself straight away in kind of a very similar way to Zahar does. Zahar He's, plenty of times he has been brought down for legitimate penalties and they're not given because referees know he's a cheating con.
2: <laughs> Very similar to Sterling today.
0: Yeah, Sterling was was hacked down today as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, I, I I think so. I mean, he's won a few penalties recently, and I genuinely believe they've all been penalties. Um, but as you say, you then once there's that media hype surrounding it. Mm-hmm. The doubt goes in, and then doing something like that yesterday, it's just not going to do. You could, I could generally see Mo Salah getting like a proper, proper dirty foul on him in one of the next couple of games, and nothing given just because that that doubt's there. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, like yeah. there's no, there's no defending it. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's a, it could potentially encourage defenders to go in hard on him, thinking, well, the ref ain't going to give this. You know, it's it's. It, 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 could hamper his game unfortunately but you know he's rocking on fire now he's like the third fastest player to 50 goals yes. in the Premier League and stuff um,
2: he, beats, he beat Torres by like 300 minutes mm-hmm. to do it and, um, and you
0: could you could technically argue it would be if it, if his time at Chelsea didn't count it would be a lot faster as well because he played a yeah. few games for Chelsea where he you know didn't really have a sniff day. I think he only scored twice for Chelsea as well so if you take all of those bit parts out and stuff like that, you could probably argue it's an even faster.
2: He, he's he been like a revelation like for Liverpool. Any Liverpool fans says they expected this sort of contribution um, from him is, is, is lying to you. you know, it's mm-hmm. We've basically signed two players. We, we, we tried to sing a winger and what we've signed is like a prolific goal scorer who like 50 goals in 77 games, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, league game, sorry. That's that's remarkable. I mean, that's that elite level. I mean, you look at the two who are ahead of them, um, and that's just second to none. That's the biggest thing for me is how, like how long we can keep them, like to see if we are that that big club per se. Because um, I've no doubt, like uh, are a a Real Madrid or a Barcelona type players, um, type teams. Mm, we'd, he, be, we'd be looking at him.
0: Yeah, he's very much a messy replacement, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, very similar, the dribbling aspect. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, I hope not. I mean, I just... I don't know. Just I don't know. Just chished.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, so on to, on to Saturday's other games then. We'll stick with the three o'clockers for now. Dave, let's get your boys out the way. Uh, Newcastle yeah. winning 3-0 at home... Uh, I, to be fair, I thought this game finished 2-0. It was only when I was watching the highlights that I saw the third goal. Um, yeah, against the mighty Cardiff. Um, hmm. Shah? Cher? Yeah. Cher? What? He's,
1: uh, what? <laughs> I mean, he's he's got a ping on him. Like, he, can, he can ping a pass, but I did hmm. not think him going to go on, on a mazy dribble with a finish. Like, that was uh, unexpected. Running in um, his
0: own half? I
1: mean, I mean it was... It's nice to see, but uh, as I say, a bit unexpected, but Cardiff were absolutely terrible. Like The only surprise to me is that they have got 19 points. Like They were t- so bad. Um, they played uh, Nias, who they signed towards the end of last week, which mm-hmm. I was surprised at. I thought he'd come off the bench, and he didn't help them one iota. Um, they were absolutely terrible, but we can only beat what's in front of us, and we, we did. Um, obviously, we're not prolific, really, so... It- Took a little bit of time to get the goals in, but um, we would never under any real pressure, never any sustained pressure. The odd flurry from corners, that kind of thing. But uh, Cardiff were dreadful. Yeah,
0: I which is great.
1: It's... Oh, sorry. I which is great news for us, because you know we're not the best team in the world by any means, but uh, we haven't really had many uh, gimme games this season, so.
0: It was, it was quite interesting to see. Like, there was a lot of talk about like, Nias signing for Cardiff. And I'd seen a few people mention like what a good signing he'd be. Because with the way Cardiff are, teams are going to go and attack Cardiff because they're, they're terrible. Uh, and he's the sort of player, if he can run off a back four and, and be through on goal, and he'll, he'll score goals. But yeah... I don't, I, so I only saw the highlights. So don't, I don't remember seeing anything from him whatsoever. To so be fair, I don't remember seeing anything from a Cardiff player apart from when Joe Bennett went down and Rondon put <laughs> the ball out of play.
1: Yeah, that was uh, strange. Mm. But I think it's, it was Rondon doing that. He, he's a bit scarred from when he accidentally broke James McCarthy's leg a few years ago. Mm. Um, so now he's like ultra-cautious with anything that happens that yeah. involves him. Yeah, because
0: he, he, he could have scored as well. Really, Possibly,
1: box, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he was incredible yesterday, considering he was playing against Bamba, who's uh, probably pretty close match to him physically, um, he just won everything, held everything up for everyone else to get involved, and it was uh, a proper centre-forward performance.
0: Mm-hmm. So, sh- Shah getting two, um, and making some great tackles at the back as well.
1: He's a great He's, um considering he was in Deportivo's team last season, who conceded a hideous amount of goals, I think Deportivo got relegated in the process. Um, people didn't really have much hope from coming in to uh, a new league, but he's uh, He's generally been very good when when, relied, when called upon, and uh, say adding, adding some goals to the mix is even better.
0: Yeah, say so, uh, Perez hit hit the third. He's 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 had, he's, had, he's scored quite a few recently,
1: hasn't he? Perez. He's, uh, he's, he's our he's he's top scorer last season, and like, say we we don't score a lot of goals anyway, so um it's not a particularly difficult thing to win but uh i've got a question for you two from from my point of view we've got uh watford in the cup next weekend mm-hmm. we then play man city uh four days later at home and then spurs away the following saturday um there's a lot of people asking the minute are uh, you know just fuck the cup off play the kids play any team doesn't matter we're not going to win it um i'm the total opposite view of that winning's a habit mm-hmm. We beat Blackburn in, uh, in, in midweek, and I do think that had an effect yesterday. I thought it showed that we uh, had a bit more confidence in us. We played quite well from the off, and obviously we've got an early goal, which, again, hasn't really happened very often. Um, to me, we've got far more chance of beating Watford at home than we have of beating Man City at home. Yeah, uh, yes. Um And I'd also argue we've got more chance of getting a result away at Spurs, given they've, you know, they're going to have the under-18s up front for them at this rate. Uh, I which-
0: was going to say, they're going to have no players left it's <laughs> going.
1: Exactly, so to me I would play pretty much a full strength team against Watford yeah. probably not so much against Man City and then back with full strength for, for Spurs what, what would you two do if you were in our terrible shoes?
0: Personally I'd do exactly the same because Watford I don't think will put out a full strength team because one, because they've got a big squad and two, because they're currently 7th in the league so they, that, 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 their priority is the league this season by, by no shadow of a doubt uh, so I think they'll they'll rotate there. Uh, I think everybody in the league knows Man City are a free hit this season, as you know, Huddersfield parting company with their manager um, going into the Man City game, and then announcing, "Oh well, we're not going to announce our new manager after the Man City game," because you know, just get it out of the way. So yeah, I, I think it'd be exactly the same. Uh, I am going to guess it. I am just I am not speaking for Ali here, but if it was Jurgen Klopp though, he'd play the kids in the FA Cup and focus on the league because they're in a different position.
2: Well that's <laughs> it <clears throat> Yeah I mean I, Realistically yeah I think what What you both have said Is, is right The team at like Newcastle Should be focusing on cups You know a good cup run Try and get in well, We know Mike Ashley Doesn't really care But you know like Rafa will care And the fans care um, An FA Cup run And Not many of the big clubs Care enough about it In okay. fairness I mean we've lost The magic of that as uh, I mean, we've spoken about many a time um, Man City is a free hit I mean you expect just really you're kind of hoping just not to get hammered really keep the goal difference down um, and then Spurs have got so many injuries just now that realistically you could look at not even just getting a point there you could look at really getting three points um, it's scary how much that, that three points yesterday for Newcastle was, was huge like the way the title is and how close it is down there Um from a selfish point of view I mean I want you to go I want you to go all out in the cup because I want you to do well in it but then go all out in City and rest against sports take your rest there Um, I mean if Rafa loves us as much as he said he would I mean that's what he would do
1: That's a a fair point actually he's not going to roll over for uh, for Man City Um, but to give it like last season when we played Man City we got um, criticised from every corner particularly from Gary Neville because we played a proper flat back 10 to the point where we just we just basically sat 30 yards my own goal and made a wall and just made them try and score and they won 1-0 um, I can't imagine he's going to approach it any differently this year mm. um, and to that point I don't see the point of having Solomon Rondon lightly press John Stone for 70-80 minutes You may as well not play him um, and save him for Tottenham a yeah. But I was, was going
0: to say like we Arsenal were in a similar position so we've got man united on friday night in the cup now i've seen arsenal fans on twitter not as we've discussed arsenal twitter is the fucking worst but i've seen arsenal fans on twitter saying yo forget the league go fo- go out at- go full on against man united uh, in the fa cup uh, next weekend and then we'll deal with any consequences but then looking at our fixtures we've got say man united on friday night in the cup we've got cardiff uh midweek the week after and then man city in the league um after that so does emery go full-on against man city rest against cardiff which we could probably get away with doing and then go go at man city the week after or does he rest his players against man united and against cardiff to have a full-on run at man city and i think had we lost against chelsea this weekend which we'll come on to in a minute i think he's uh, what he did, what he will do, would have been very different because now we've closed that gap down to three points at, at the top four. Um, but I, I, I can see him putting out a mixed squad against Man United and then resting against Cardiff.
1: Uh, the thing is, as you say, within touching distance of that top four, which has got to be the target. So mm. I can't imagine him taking a risk against even even against someone like Cardiff. You could probably play your full team for an hour and pull off a few players after yeah, yeah, yeah. you know six sixty five because you should really win that.
2: There's there's a big difference between Arsenal resting and rotating, though, than a squad of Newcastle.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Um, you know, I mean, Arsenal resting players against Newcastle against Cardiff, sorry, is a bit different to what Newcastle's lineup would look like against, say, Man City if they do decided to go for the cup, or if they if they were writing off the cup. You know, the, the team they would be out there. Um, I'm. Are you coming on to the Arsenal game next? Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good, because okay, well, I've got a point we on might, that. We might as of... well.
0: I wasn't going yeah. to, but we can do. Yeah, like,
2: that's fine. I'll, I'll leave my, my biggest point for that then, um, after a certain comment last night in the in the WhatsApp group. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> um, oh, oh no, right. I wasn't going to, I was going to save it, but I'm going order. But no, we'll go on to it then. So it was the late game. Uh, No disrespect to any of the other teams who played. But to be fair, to me, this was the biggest game of the weekend. uh, Because, well, I'm an Arsenal fan, obviously. Um, But, yeah, Arsenal uh, playing Chelsea at home. uh, They were the last team to beat us in the league uh, before our one-beaten run started. uh, And then, obviously, Southampton and a few others have done that since. Um, But it was really interesting. Uh, Hector Bellerin came back in. Aaron Ramsey was brought in to start on the week he's being announced that he's leaving us. Um, Chelsea, again, not playing a striker. Um, But if any team wants to know how to beat Chelsea this season, this is the game to watch. Because it was as if Emery has been listening to this podcast and has worked out that Chelsea have to go through Jorginho because they did not leave Jorginho alone for 90 minutes. They just literally neutralised the entire Chelsea midfield. And it was quite interesting. They were showing some stats and stuff on Sky and then on Match of the Day as well. That was the most distance covered and the most runs made by by an Arsenal team in years against a Chelsea team who you could argue don't really do that much running.
1: Yeah, they were garbage Chelsea. let to be fair. It's mm-hmm. cool it spirit spirit here. Like we've been slagging Jorginho off for weeks to the point where now I watch their games and if they do a forward pass, it is actually a surprise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as you said you totally play this the right way. Um, I, oh, I don't know where to start. Hazard as is a is a, is a false nine doesn't work, nope. yet they keep doing it. Playing through Jorginho doesn't work, yet they keep doing it. Cande, mm-hmm. uh, alright, he's done okay in this new advanced position, but he would be a damn sight better playing as a defensive mid.
0: He was their striker at times yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's insane,
0: and he's tiny. Yeah. Like they get
1: the they get the ball wide, it's like oh, there's no one to aim for. So they come back and field a like pretty Jorginho, who goes back to David yeah. Luiz. And it,
0: there was one it, occasion it, in the second half where a cross came in, and Kante was on the penalty spot, and the ball just hit him. <laughs> <laughs> he just hit him. He just stood there, and let the ball bounce off him.
1: Uh, it, it, it would boil my piss, honestly. If I was a Chelsea fan, and obviously, sorry afterwards, is blaming the players for not being motivated. Yeah. I wouldn't be motivated to, to play that shit. Like it's awful to watch. We have to watch it every fucking week. Cause Sky up his ass. It's terrible. And um, frankly, I, I, how how are they third. I know. That's yeah. It's the biggest surprise. It's,
0: it's, 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 it's ridiculous because yeah, they haven't been good. We we've talked about this multiple times on the show. Mm-hmm. They haven't been good at all. Um, like I say, Arsenal were on them from from kickoff. We were on them. And to be fair, we've done that a couple of times in um, like after like, the opening few games, we've come out quite quick against teams. But you could smell that there was a goal coming from, from the, to the first minute. And yeah. talk, talking about Jorginho, like, in the last couple of weeks, like, you've mentioned this as well, Dave, the most threatening player in Chelsea's team from a passing standpoint has been David Luiz. Like, he played that ball to Pedro yesterday, yeah. where Pedro probably should have scored from it. That, that was better than anything Jorginho has done since he's been in England. And that's not the, even the first time he's done it in recent weeks. And yet, he plays at centre-back, and Jorginho is playing in, in midfield.
1: It's, I, I mean, I just don't get it. And uh, to be honest, if it carries on like this, I'll be surprised if Sarri's there next season. Because I think it'll come down to the players. It obviously went all in on the players afterwards yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're either going to get rid of an entire squad, or you're going to get rid of the manager.
0: Yeah, and I don't, and I just... don't see what Higuain is going to bring to that team.
1: No, I, mean, the I only, don't.
0: The only positive will be is that Hazard will go out to a position he actually likes playing in.
1: I think, I can't remember who did the commentary yesterday, but they made a good point where the only the only way Chelsea scores is if it's a very, very good goal. Mm-hmm. They don't score like the simple goals anymore. Um, and it's probably true, I can you know, if you think back over recent weeks. Certainly, I, they played us last week and they scored two very good goals. Mm-hmm. Um, individual pieces of brilliance, really. But. The players don't look happy playing this system, Um, and why would they be?
0: Yeah, I said that they had one shot on target yesterday, and that didn't come until like 70 minutes or something silly like that. And okay, I'm an Arsenal fan, and we played really well yesterday, but we're not in the best form. We're in in a proper patchy runner form at the moment. you know, a, a hazard on, on his day would probably have still caused us a lot of problems. But Kashelny got a man of the match yesterday, and he looked, to be fair, he looked superb. But I don't yeah. know if that's just because Chelsea just didn't bother going anywhere near him. Socrates had a great game. You know, Bellerin just had the freedom of the right hand side all game as well. There was absolutely nothing to Chelsea again. And it must be so frustrating for teams like I say, I'm an Arsenal fan, and they were above us in the league. and I'd like to think what Chelsea fans think. Because you can't like watching that. We've said, we've said it every week, I think.
1: No, they can't. I mean, I would say right now, Manny Knight will finish ahead of Chelsea. You guys might. Um, it depends how you get on with Europa League, that kind of thing. But no. it, uh, I just can't see... Chelsea seem to have peaked very early this season. And then it's all been downhill since about October.
0: Do you think Sarri will eventually drop Jorginho
1: no I don't
0: he does seem quite stubborn doesn't he to be fair
1: he said yesterday this is the football I was brought here to play if, so if that's
0: what he was brought into play right like, fucking hell
1: I know it, it's but uh, I mean his, I've seen remember his Napoli team has been quite good quite, quite fun to watch like the total opposite of this basically
0: mm-hmm. and, and that's it he's turned players who have been really good for Chelsea into terrible players, I don't know if it's, it's like a Jose Mourinho kind of situation. Asper Asperculetto, however you say his name, he's been one of the best defenders in the league in the last few seasons. Uh, Alonso, okay, he's not he's a terrible defender, but as an attacking threat, he's been fantastic. He's been terrible this season. Mm. You know, I don't know. <coughs> he he has
1: it just doesn't seem like a very happy house to me I think uh, and to see him going all in on the players afterwards that won't have been a one-off mm. I bet he's, been, he's probably been saying that in private for weeks yeah. months if not I
0: thought it was interesting that he gave his interview in, in Italian to make and made a point that it was in Italian so nothing was missed so he said exactly <laughs> what he wanted to say and then yeah literally laid into his players but yeah and yeah, now they're spending a fortune on in which looks like it's going to go through this week but Apart from... OK, they'll have a little bit more about them in the box, I suppose. But it's, oh, he's not a quick player anymore, is
1: he? Definitely not. Like you say, though, the main thing from that is if it puts Hazard back to his natural position, that'll help them no end. But mm. uh, there's not a great track record of players coming from Serie A at this stage of their careers and being good. Mm-hmm. If you look at... Shevchenko as was one of the best strikers the world has seen. And yet he came to the Premier League and he was bang average.
0: Yeah, um, Crespo as
1: well yeah and they came at sim- similar ages mm-hmm. possibly a little bit older a bit younger um but it's very hard to see him being a major difference maker mm.
2: the, the biggest concern with Higuain for me is he's not prolific he scores a lot of goals but he needs a lot of chances mm-hmm. chelsea don't create a lot of chances as right. like you both have said you know they score good goals but i mean look at Salah, for just because obviously the personal, I see him more. Salah takes a lot of chances because we create a lot. So he's never under pressure to score because he knows he's going to get more. Um, and and even Arsenal, you know, Arsenal have always created a lot of chances. That's why Higuain made sense for you guys, you know, when it was always talked about. Uh-huh. Um, like it was always Higuain and Cavani were the two that seemed to be and they're very similar players in the sense that they need fifteen chances and fifteen good chances, like not half chances. You know, it's, we're talking one on ones and and like eight yard shots. Like that's what Chelsea don't create those. A lot of their goals come from good play and goal, and they maybe only get maybe two or three a game, um, and they're not always landing at the same player. And that's a, that's got to be a concern if you're a if you're a Chelsea fan on the wages, the age, and the history as. Dave just mentioned. The, the history of players coming over from Italy. Shevchenko was was a proper prolific striker. Maybe the best in the world at the time. He was playing at AC Milan. Um, and come to Chelsea and looked very ordinary to to the point where he's he's branded a flop.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So they made Arsenal look very good. Don't get me wrong, I, I think, as an Arsenal fan, I'm going to be a bit biased anyway. But I, I thought Arsenal played really well. But Chelsea did not turn up at all, so, you know. It says it all. Kachelleni got man of the match, like, and we. I think we sat here. Uh, I think it was last week going on about how Kachelleni was finished and, and and stuff like that. But he 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 was so good yesterday. The only thing, my main talking point from this game though, was I don't know if this is the comment that you picked up on Ali yesterday, but it wasn't just there. So Kachelleni scores yesterday, right? It comes from a lumped-in ball from Socrates, and it hits him on the shoulder and goes in. Now, I don't know what's wrong with that, but Football Twitter, apparently, if, it, if there, it, it was like it should be a rule that those sort of goals shouldn't count. Like, what the fuck is that about? Like, it could go in off the striker's fucking arse, and I wouldn't care. But there was so much snobbery yesterday, and someone made the comment in our WhatsApp group about it. And stuff like that. And I, was, and I replied to it saying, well, they all count. I'm not digging anyone out here. and That's not my intention. Uh, but there was so much snobbery on Twitter yesterday about that about and his goal. Like, who gives a fuck how it goes in? Like, is this I'll a take, thing all of a sudden?
2: I'll take a handball that the referee doesn't spot yeah. in the 90th minute. I don't, yeah. I don't care. I'll, I'll uh, take a
0: keeper getting a kick in the face and the ball well, falling off his dead body. <laughs> He Absolutely. Can to me again, I
2: don't care. <laughs> no, 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 that that's not my issue. Um, my issue is um James on Arsenal T V.
0: Oh, I, I refuse to watch that shit, so I don't Okay, care.
2: well I don't watch it either, but James obviously posted the video in, um part of the team, so you know I'll always have a look, and see what he's saying and do the same way if any of you guys have got anything, you know, doing um just supporting each other and all that. So how do we watch? Now Arsenal are three points now behind Chelsea. Oh, I after think that I know.
0: I, I think I know what you're going to say. I think I heard about this on Twitter.
2: Oh, right.
0: Is this a sack off the league? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've heard a few people going on about this.
2: Th- this can't be a genuine opinion, please. Between, like, Arsenal are relatively a top four club. You know, they have been for years. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they're out of it just now. They're three points behind Chelsea after that win. A yeah. game that, argu- if you had lost, I could maybe see the argument, yeah. okay? Yeah. right. Especially on Man United's upturn. But you're three points behind Chelsea, and you've just beaten them. Mm-hmm. You're only one point, obviously Spurs won today, but it was only one point further off that. It's the middle of January, and you want to write off the top four for a competition yeah. that you're not even in the final. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You're
2: just out of the group stage. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's ridiculous and I'm Which? not being funny it's the Europa League okay there's some decent teams in it but I, I don't think we'd need to do that much if we get a decent draw anyway we don't even you know know what how we're going to be how how far we're going to go in the draw you know because we don't know what teams you're going to be coming up against and stuff like that so yeah it is ridiculous at this stage yeah as I like you said if we'd have lost go for it but I, I, I refuse to watch anything that that fucking channel has to say because they, oh, I, I, it's I, it. I, I mean... genuinely do not think that 90% of the people who go on that they are their real opinions because if they go on and fucking Arsenal have a good game and they're just like yeah Arsenal had a good game you know, oh, on to next week, no one's watching that no one is watching Arsenal fan TV if, if, if everything's going tickety-boo no one cares they became famous when the club was failing and they, in my opinion they profited off that, they profited heavily off the failure of their own club And I fucking cannot stand that. And to the point where... If we'd have come out this season and had a great season, they would have still found things to dig us out on. And they have done, when we lost our, when we lost the other week, with we 22 games unbeaten, and even in then they were still moaning about things. And then we lost our first game, and it, it, straight away it's all doom and fucking gloom, because they know that's what people want to watch. Because, yes, they've got a core audience of Arsenal fans who all watch them, whatever, but they've also know the dangerous thing is, they've got an audience of non-Arsenal fans who like to watch them have their little meltdowns. So they're always going to have to create content. Is always yep. key to them,
2: and that's one hundred percent. I mean, last season, last season, fingers, last season was last season. Yeah, last season, like the biggest talk on Liverpool Twitter after games, especially like every game you've lost was let's go and watch, you know, Arsenal TV, yeah, yeah, um, just to see them basically embarrass themselves yet again, yeah, basically. Um, and and yeah, that's what it was. But no, just that that comment really irritated me from ah. Uh, a big club you know um, that just that mentality i mean how you can have that um, mm. as 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 a as a journalist he he, he like you know he he's, he's going around interviewing all these players you can't have that mentality surely yeah i didn't realize it was james dude said it cuz
0: i just seen people yeah. on twitter going well,
2: about it was it. James it. That's why I commented in the in the group that James didn't reply. So I'm not even, I'm not even calling him out on how we got him. I just thought it was a very small-minded mentality for such a club um, as Arsenal. Yeah. You, you just haven't fallen that far to be mm-hmm. thinking like that. I could understand if it's the middle of February, you know, mm-hmm. and other teams are playing that much better. Um, but, I mean, without we're in a very strange situation Liverpool this season that we are, we are one of the good teams. But I feel there's only two good teams this season. Mm-hmm. And it is us and City so far and everyone else is just fighting not to be rubbish
0: yeah basically
2: like nobody wants that top four slot nobody wants as you guys have said earlier nobody wants that seventh place you know um, like it's like it's just one of those it's a very strange season mm. it reminds me of much of the Leicester winning the league season yeah where nobody wanted to win games um, and if Liverpool and City won not in the league per se you know that for down it's like Nobody can put a run of games. I mean, Arsenal put that run of games together, but I wouldn't even say you were that good in some of those games. No, no. I thought cool. I thought that Chelsea game was maybe your best performance. Um, and as you said, I mean, I didn't watch the, the full game, but um, you said Chelsea were, were that bad, so it's kind of hard to judge in games like that. I just thought just that it really, and it shouldn't be, because I, I mean, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I just wanted your opinion on it, and and even yours, Dave. I mean, you would love to be in a situation there, obviously. The club's up there, uh, especially with your owner and, and Percy. Does it frustrate you seeing fans' comments like that, that snobbery type?
1: Oh, completely. I mean, we talked about the FA Cup earlier on. It's a bit different for us because we haven't won anything for a long time. And uh, I would actually go as far as to say I, I don't care where we finish in the league if we win a cup. Um, mm-hmm. Because to me, not competing to win the league, we could finish seven we could finish eighth. In six months' time, I'll probably forget where we finished. But if we won the cup, I'll remember it forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I'd say it's much, much different for us though, because we haven't won anything for so, so long. If I was in Arsenal's position, you'd be going all out for the league and the Europa League's nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the league's your bread and butter. You're three points away from fourth. Um, all right, yeah, it'd be great to win the Europa League, but you can't prioritise something as you say where you've just come out the group stages. It's not you're not at the point of prioritisation yet, surely. Mm.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it that's the thing, like, because I've watched, so since Arsenal fan TV became a thing, other clubs have obviously started their own, and they've always been there in the background anyway, so I, I thought, is this just me who's, like, thinking, oh, it's a bit negative because they're, they're idiots, um, but I've watched other clubs' fan TV and stuff like West Ham have got quite a decent one and stuff like that. Now, last season, West Ham, West Ham fans were killing each other in their in their own stadium, yeah, you watch their, their West Ham Fan TV or whatever they call it, and it's nowhere near as negative as Arsenal Fan TV. And we're above them in the league, and we're actually still winning a few trophies here and there. And stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know if Newcastle have one. I imagine that would just be people burning SportsZorx bags um, for, for, for 20 minutes.
1: P- it's just that and punching horses for 30 to 40 minutes. So <laughs> You
0: know, but, yeah, they've, they've, got, unfortunately, they've got a brand and they've got an audience who is with them for a specific reason and i I genuinely think especially looking at some of the other things that robbie and dt have got themselves involved with recently trying to get themselves involved in youtube drama to start to try and stay relevant they as, as horrible as it sounds they fucking genuinely at times i think they enjoy it more when arsenal don't win because for them it is better.
1: Well exactly you are exactly right. It's like new, newspapers don't report good news on the front pages. It's always something bad because it's people you know bad news sells unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And, that, and they wouldn't they would not be where they are if it wasn't for the, a couple, the the bad seasons we've had in in recent years. And I don't care what they say about how they go on at the, the true fans and whatever. I'm sorry, if you are true fans you yes you you have your opinion on the games and stuff like that, but to actively profit from them like that, like they have done you know, and, and I'm sorry they've cashed in on it. They've cashed in on it like that, and I, I don't, I don't agree with that and stuff like. that. And I've seen, I've been to a, f- a few games and seen them outside, and I've got no interest. In it. I will not watch any of their content or anything like that. And I don't care if if if, if people think that's a, a horrible thing to say and whatever. You know, everyone's entitled to make the content they want and stuff like that. But nah, I can't do that. Look, like I could come on this podcast and slag off arson every week and stuff like that, but I'm not making money out of it. You know, Robby's a multi-millionaire and stuff like that, but he, I do not agree with some, with a lot of the decisions I make.
2: I'm glad. I'm just... I, I, you you earn my respect. <laughs> right. I just, I just... Oh.
0: Back, back to the football. Um, right, so, yeah, my only concern about the Arsenal game, really, was yeah, Hector Bellerin went off injured and it doesn't look good. No. And he was fantastic again yesterday. And this means that fucking Liechtenstein is going to get a game. Uh, like, uh... So uh, uh, yeah, I might put some money on Cardiff. <laughs> uh...
1: Honestly, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see Leroy Sane against fucking Lichsteiner. That is not going to be fun. Um...
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Don't see things like that. I'm yeah. relying on you, boys.
0: <laughs> uh, to be fair, if we play like we did yesterday, we, we've got a chance. But Manchester are a, a different class, aren't they? But we'll go on to that um, in a little bit. Uh, I've on just
2: the... hold oh. on. I'm relying on you two boys in the next two league games.
0: Yeah, basically.
2: <laughs> Certainly are. <laughs> so, what, so what do you need in the post?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, on to the other side of Manchester then, as we go back to Saturday's three o'clock. Uh, Man United uh, coming away 2-1 winners at Old Trafford against Brighton. Uh, Solskjaer's seventh game in charge and his seventh win. Now, I watched the Match of the Day highlights. I didn't really see many highlights of this game.
1: It was strange, wasn't it? It seemed like Man United scored twice. Went well, that's us, done. Yeah, basically, and, and, and that was about all that happened.
0: But yeah, it is interesting. Pogba scoring again. Okay, it was a penalty, but I think it's his fifth goal in six games that he's played under Solskjaer.
1: Yeah, something like that. It's. Uh, I mean, he, I, I, I don't. I don't know where you two stand on this, but to me, he just seems like he's actually like the prick the whole time while Mourinho was being there. Now he's gone, he's happy again.
0: I said. I said on this very show. The week before Mourinho was fired, the minute Mourinho is gone, Pogba will be the best player in the Premier League.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's and, and 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 strangely, Rashford. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, okay, I've said on this show a few weeks ago as well that I, I have a problem with Rashford. He's like that 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 football that playground footballer and stuff like that. I have got to take it back. He's been brilliant. The last four games, he has been fantastic. He's playing through the middle. He's obviously enjoying it a lot more. And his goal yesterday was pretty good as well.
2: It was. Mm-hmm. The commentator said something yesterday about Rashford when he scored his goal, which I tend to agree with—that he's playing with more freedom in the in the fact that when he was through on goal for that chance, he wasn't too worried about getting berated by his manager if he missed. Yeah. So he just felt that relaxed that he was able to—he wasn't snatching at them because Rashford's definitely a talent. You know, there's there's just a—he's like a one of the—I don't know—I can't even think of the right analogy, but it's just—he's a, a real gem and it needs. There's a lot of nurturing still needing done to him, mm-hmm. but he's just—he's still that. He, he reminds me very much of like a Michael Owen coming through, um, and it's just—it's like as you say, the shackles have been let off. I just—I I don't even know who that commentator was, but I just—I remember hearing it, and I thought, yeah, you know what, you can—you can see that. Whereas I agree with Dave on the Pogba; he was just being a prick. Uh, he wasn't even shown glimpses. At least Rashford during that time was shown moments. Mm-hmm. Um And, yeah, just, yeah, Rashford, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, that commentary line just rung a bell there for me.
0: Yeah, I I remember saying the other week that he's got that arrogance about him now, Rashford. And it definitely showed. I said, the goal he scored yesterday, he scored a very similar one a couple of weeks ago as well. And I think I agree with what you're saying, Ali. Like, in, in previous players like that were scared to take that sort of chance because yeah if you miss you're out the team you're not playing for weeks like Martial was for a while yeah but yeah um, yeah I don't say there wasn't much else to talk I couldn't find <laughs> anything else to talk to about this game you know Man United are on a on a great run of form you know that they're right back in contention though uh, there's a lot of talk on Sky has been that they're gonna have a big say in the title race because they play both like Liverpool and Man City uh, coming up and that could be really interesting but <laughs> Are, are they? Are they? No. Are
1: they any no. good? You know? I, I think they're good, but I'm not sure. Obviously not going to win the title, but they haven't played that many of the top four, five, six, whatever you want to call them, I think, under Solskjaer. I, I, think I know Spurs Spur- Spur- last week. Spurs but... is the only game.
0: Is the, is, but, is the only game out of those seven where they've played, they've played what we would probably consider decent opposition.
1: And whilst they obviously won the game and played quite well, on another day, Spurs would have won. Uh-huh. They must have had, you'd probably see five or six clear-cut chances.
0: Oh yeah, well, De Gea made like 12 saves, didn't
1: he? Yeah, and whilst well, some of them, you know, there weren't yeah. necessarily great chances, but certainly Spurs had their fair share of chances they should have scored.
0: I'm being very careful here, because we've got them next week in the Cup, and I don't want to <laughs> say anything too bad until when they smash us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they've definitely improved, but... How long does that that bounce the goal? I don't know what their, their fixtures are, but I know they play like both the top two coming up soon. Um, but yeah, to say, do, you, do you think Solskjaer will get the job full-time? There's a lot of talk about it at the moment. I hope so. It's definitely not going to be Pochettino. After, after, no, I, after watching Spurs today, to be fair. No, I
1: don't think it will be. Um, but uh, it's hard to say. If, if you just... Look at Solskjaer in isolation. You'd say there's absolutely no chance of him getting the job, but he's gone in there and he's done very, very well. Um, it's going to get to the point where they have to appoint him. Like if they finish in the top fourth maybe, or if they win something, you can't really say goodbye after that, can you? Yeah. It's, uh...
0: That's uh, yeah. He could just if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to make it very difficult for them. It's yeah. It's it's going to be interesting when they do come up against a, a run of games where they're playing teams in and around them. See how they do then. You know, but yeah, they look, they look, they do look a much better side. But you know, Phil Jones is still playing. <laughs> uh, Sat these other games then there are a couple more. Uh, Southampton, the much improved team at the moment under their new manager, playing another a team who will probably have a new manager soon if they continue going the way <laughs> they are. Uh, they can away two one winners against Everton, and so Everton have terrible away form and Southampton had terrible home form. But yeah. The only thing, the only thing I've really gotten written down for this game is why were the seven minutes of injury time?
1: No, that I don't know. I was just uh, looking at the teams beforehand, where Southampton played five defenders, uh, Hoiberg, Romeo, So that's like getting under to Tony Pulis levels of defensive <laughs> mids, and, and put them in they won, so you, you can't really slag it. But uh, um, they've obviously found a system that works for them, and begrudgingly fair play to them, but it's annoying because I was relying on them to go down.
0: Yeah, I say that they 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 look a completely different team. Also they they beat us a few weeks ago, but you know, I, I'm looking at this right now, Everton. I'm looking at that team. Okay, they haven't got a striker as we've discussed a few times now, but how? I don't understand. That. They're so hot and cold. It's it's ridiculous. I I, I don't I, I don't understand it. Or I don't understand what's happening there. You know. How long has Silver got left? Do you think? Where do they go next? Big Sam like, can
2: come back. <laughs> well, that it. It's back to that, that manager merry go round, is not it? Like after I mean, they they went for the tried and tested and and red nap and red alibi, sorry. And then they're trying the you know the expansive football and and so uh, They've spent a lot of money mm. for for a club of Everton size, really, and stature. Today's thingy, um, and it's just not working. Well, again, it depends on what their their targets are. Mm.
0: But yeah, I- I'd like to see Silver given a better time. He-, he he has something about him. He-, he-, he you can see he's got a game plan, the type of football he wants to play. But he, he just can't get any consistency out of the players. But the problem is, he has he spent a lot of money. So that the fact that he's gone out and spent like uh, two- nearly two hundred million pound, or probably even a bit more. Um, that doesn't buy him that time, unfortunately. You know, and they need a striker, and he's going to go and ask for a lot of money to buy that striker. And, and I think why they are the way they they are, you know, are the boards going to give give him that money?
1: Well, it's strange because uh, everywhere he's gone, he's done well for for a little bit of time, and then it's mm-hmm. gone badly wrong. And you know, it happened at Watford to an extent. It happened at Hull where he came in and things got very good very quickly, and then. Mm-hmm. They were losing seven 0 to Spurs before you know it. So it's um, it's getting to the point now where you need to spell at a club to then we can decide if it's any good or not. Because six and seven months here and there isn't really fair. Yeah. But uh, and as you say, they, they tried so hard to get him in the first place. To give up on that after less than a season would be nonsensical to me. Yeah. I, they may as well see it through for another. Let's give them hot to midway through next season and see where they are. Um, because a bit like Emery at Arsenal. You know, he needs transfer windows to yes, put things right. He's not—he's so. not, not going to build something overnight. Especially as you say, they've got no striker. Um, all right, they've got Chenk Tosun, who's just rubbish, and they've got the likes of Calvert Lewin, who's too too young really to be relied on to lead the line every week. But give him a little bit of time, and who knows? And if it doesn't work, then all right, fine, get someone new in them, But it's a bit like Leicester. Like where, where are we expecting everyone to be?
0: Yeah, but the thing is, for the money they've spent, it's where their board are expecting them to be.
1: Yeah, well, um, where is that, though? I mean, it surely can't be any higher than seventh. Oh, and
0: uh, I, I think they've got dreams of being the, the Everton of old, who were, like, fifth.
1: But, I mean, to compete with, certainly, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal.
0: Hmm, yeah. Man United, it's just
1: not going to happen. Well, like, that's
0: it now. It used to, at that time... The, when Everton were finishing fifth and sixth, it was the big four, wasn't it? But now, yeah. it's, now it's the big six.
1: Four. I mean, they've got Kurt Zouma on loan from one of those teams, so I mean, that really sums it up, doesn't it? They're, they're not in a position to compete with them just yet.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's weird because, yeah, I say if I was going to play football manager, like Everton is probably a team I'd think about looking at because they've got a great football manager team. <laughs> um, but yeah, just. Yeah but that's the thing you know I imagine talks are probably taking place you know Silver is probably he must be able to see they need an out and out striker you know he must be going to the board like look I need a striker and you know are they going to put him off till the end of the season where they could potentially have a terrible season now uh, if the, their current form continues and then he has a terrible season they sack him
1: okay, well it could happen but I think they've just got to have a longer term goal with it like is it in the world of, if Everton finish, you know, tenth this season, and then next season they stick with it and they get the strike when they need, and then they finish seventh? Like it, they've just got Like, is it does it really matter if they finish three or four places lower than seventh?
0: Well, that's the thing. I think they're in the bottom half at the moment, and say all those teams around them, it's so patchy in form around there. That could be their only saving grace. They win a couple of games, they shoot straight back up again. But I think without a striker they're not threatening many defences. You know, Southampton haven't got a great defence, but they didn't, they didn't look to threaten them at all. No. Uh, on to the, the, two more Saturday games then, uh, talking to teams with strikers, we could go into Bournemouth, who have two very good strikers at the moment, uh, both scored in a 2-0 win against West Ham, uh, Callum Wilson, uh, scoring, well, kind of an unfortunate goal in a way, the way it broke to him, uh, and then Josh King, uh, scoring the second. Um, Again, wasn't much to talk about. Here. The main talking point was the changes to the lineup. So for some reason, Begovic was dropped for the first time since he joined Bournemouth. Um, Andy Carroll came in because I know which wasn't mentally fit to play. That's a bad situation to be in. It when Andy Carroll is your backup plan.
1: My favourite thing here was Andy Carroll's miss from about four yards where he. I think he...
0: I think you're being generous saying four <laughs> yards, Dave. Like he was. Like, it looked to me like he was like a yard out.
1: I mean, but he didn't just miss. Like he, he <laughs> quite quite comfortably cleared the goal. Like
0: yeah.
1: possibly high and wide. It was remarkable.
0: But yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's my note. Carol, so Carol comes in because I oh, know she's not mentally fit, and then Andy uh, Carroll miss.
1: And it looks like I know it was just staying now. Apparently, you think.
0: Yeah, apparently the the move's broken down, hasn't it? But
1: I like I like how they said it was he was never for sale. Like, well, <laughs> strange that.
0: Yeah, because there's, there's talk of Hernandez going as well, isn't there? Apparently Valencia are interested in him. I'd take any money they can get for him, to be fair. But he's played quite well when he's come in.
1: I quite like him, to be honest. But uh, he got that run of games around Christmas where he did quite well. But he, he hasn't had a sniff before after that. So I don't know whether they're just trying to phase him out or something. But uh, he has been injured, I think. But uh, if they can't just keep selling strikers. They're not going to buy anybody else. Yeah, As you say, Andy Carroll's like one quick movement away from <laughs> Six, six months old.
0: Well, interesting you should say that because Callum Wilson looked like he was one quick movement away from being injured because he jarred his knee and, mm. and, and had to go off. and That must be terrifying for him. In, in Not only because he's had in, injuries before, but he's potentially on the verge of his big chance to move and stuff like this. Um, but Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's been any talk of anything serious and stuff like that, but yeah, I think it was a bit of a... A worrying time David Brooks again though looks superb like you, in the bigger clubs are circling now as well I
1: like him and Fraser um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. Fraser did I really do...
0: well for the, uh, for the second goal was it no it was the first goal wasn't it yeah
1: yeah I think it's crossed sort of bobbled up a bit for Wilson to uh, to slam it in but um, we've talked before about Bournemouth a lot at the start of the season where they were good team um, good attacking team at least anyway Uh The defense probably needs a a replacement for Steve Cook, but uh, they're another one. They're only three points off seventh. I know they've had a a bad run, but they have played out all the good teams really in the last few last couple of months. Um, There's no reason why they can't uh, get themselves back up there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, The only other game on the Saturday then was the was Watford versus Burnley. Not much to say about this one, really. Burnley went into the game after three wins on on the trot that have coincided with Joe Hart not playing, as we've discussed previously. Um, Decore was injured again with psg Tom Heaton had a fantastic game again. um, And Burnley had a goal disallowed in in, in stoppage time. Yeah, it was harsh as well. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know if either of you saw anything else in this game worth talking about that. Not a thing, I
1: actually, forgot, I actually forgot it happened until it came on match of the day.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was watching match the and I was thinking I'm sure I remember one of the games being 0-0 today and I thought, oh, what for Bernie? I ain't going to be this one. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the decor situation is interesting because depending on which newspaper you go, he's going to a different club. So, there's been talk of him going to PSG but apparently PSG now want Idris Egei from Everton for some reason. And then Everton want Decore to replace him. Uh-huh. So, I'm not sure well, what's
1: happening there. Uh, I mean, PSG's just caught the middleman and get Decore, who for yeah. me is better than. But, who, what do I know?
0: But yeah, no, yeah. I say, this, this isn't the first time he's been dropped for uh, with a, a mystery injury. Uh, well, if I were them,
1: I would leave him out next Saturday and not risk <laughs> winning the cup.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I say, Watford. Watford looked all right in, in in the game, but I say Burnley had their chances as well. So I think they just cancelled each other out. Um, but yeah, Watford's still currently sitting in that seventh place, um, but probably will give it up at the next opportunity. Um, on to Sunday's games then. And on paper, both of these look like well, they could have been eventful. Um, I'm surprised Man City only kept it to three 0 against Huddersfield.
1: They basically stroll around in the first half. I don't. I don't really watch this. But I didn't watch much to be the, fair. I only saw the first half and then I had to go out, but I, uh, I've seen the goals back for the second half. Basically, Man City scored from a deflected shot after let's say 15 minutes. I can't remember the exact time, um, and then uh, from there on in, they just passed the ball, not with any great intensity. And Huddersfield kind of huffed and puffed as they always do. It didn't really look like scoring, um, and then I assume Guardiola rocked them at half time, and they came out and scored two fairly quickly, and that was that.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so i i got in and turned it on just in time to see them running up to some guy in the crowd and oh this I, is hilarious I, I, didn't have, I, I, I didn't have the sound on so i didn't know what happened so i had to ask in the group chat like what, what was all that about and it turns out that they thought some guy in the crowd was the guy who's taking over as manager turns out he was david wagner's agent who david wagner just parted company with what
1: i know where do you start with that? <laughs>
0: They that Sky sent <laughs> a reporter up to tweet, speak to and everything. It's ridiculous.
2: And that's your credible source for football media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just an absolute shambles. That.
0: Um, yeah, I so say Huddersfield mate. Uh, was it? Is it Mark Hudson who was caretaker manager?
1: Yeah, he used to play for them, and yeah, I think, think
0: I, I think I remember him from Football Manager.
1: I think he's look after the academy these days, but. As is the new tradition, like the manager gets binned and the academy manager steps in. so.
0: Yeah. I was going to say because it does sound like they've appointed a manager because they interviewed Hudson after the game, like, well, I've seen it on Sky Sports News afterwards, uh, and basically they said to him, "Oh, you, apparently you're making an announcement soon." He's like, "Yeah," and they're like, um, "Oh, you know," and basically they're like trying to get him to see if he was going to become the manager, and he was like, "Oh, I'm all right. I've, I've got a job here. I'm part. I'm part of the club. I've got a job. Whatever role they decide for me, I'm part of the club." It was Basically, he knew the manager and he knew he was going back to his old job, but. To be fair, it did smack a little bit of arrogance. Like, yeah, I don't care. I'm always going to be here. They ain't getting rid of me. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And to I... be fair, that could have been a week ago. That could have been Wagner because, like, they wouldn't have sacked him. Like, they publicly said they wouldn't sack him. But, yeah, he didn't want to be there anymore, did he? Um, thanks no, for, thanks that... for waiting until the Monday or whatever it was to sack him, though. That was very nice of them again. You know, wait till we've recorded our show before sacking your manager.
1: It's always the way, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Sack your managers on Sunday evenings. Preferably before 8 o'clock.
1: Yeah, if they could do it like half 7, that would <laughs> yeah, be ideal. Great.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, like, from the bits of the game I saw, Huddersfield did seem to have a little bit about them. Um but, yeah, well, they they
1: played more they played more open than they normally do. They actively tried to score, but mm. couldn't, whereas they normally don't try to score and don't. So I like, it was a very slight improvement in that respect. But.
0: Yeah, but you, you know when you're doomed, when the day your manager's re- well, released for, or leaves by mutual consent, when Big Sam comes out and goes, Nope! <laughs> nope, not but, for me. And he's been on telly all week. I think he was on goals on Sunday this morning, just purely off the back of the fact that he's like, I do not want the Huddersfield job. Well,
1: this is Big Sam's season. isn't it? He's just waiting around for that club who is desperate for his help.
0: Yeah, yeah, but when, yeah, when Big Sam says you're not, you're beyond saving. I, say, I think we we said last week Huddersfield are down, aren't they? And it, it, by the sounds of it, if they're bringing in he's a uh, Dortmund's under twenty-three manager.
1: Yeah, it's the same as what Wagner was when they got him.
0: Yeah, but so they're, they're planning for next season, aren't they? Basically,
1: I would think so, but uh, I was, I was, I thought they were a point a championship-esque manager, someone like Chris Wilder, who could get them out of the championship next season, but they've obviously stuck with this German model they've found themselves on, so fair play to them. Uh,
0: The final game of the weekend then uh, was Fulham versus Spurs at Craven Cottage, uh, a game that was probably more entertaining than it should have been. Um, So, unfortunately, I, I saw quite a bit of this game, and Harry Winks has made me look a fucking idiot. Because one my most, I think the, the thing I've written down in the biggest font is what does Harry Winks do?
1: Uh, I think that's harsh on Harry Winks. I thought he was very good A- to do.
0: Apparently, Harry Winks scores last minute fucking goals. He, uh, was, he was Spurs' Jorginho.
1: Nah, you've got your Arsenal bias on him, he Because he, he, do, he does make things happen. But bear in mind, he played centre midfield on his own, pretty much. Mm. Um and he kept them ticking over, he kept them moving about. He, uh... It's
0: just all very simple, isn't it? Well I suppose that's good in a way. As you say, it's efficient and whatever, but I don't well, they make out got... he's this big deal and I saw nothing spectacular from him, if you know what I mean. I think he's worked got... a bit more than he than he is.
1: When you've got Ericsson and Ali in front of you, you don't need to do anything tremendous. You just need to get them the ball in better positions than you are. Mm. And to be fair, he did it for the most part, and obviously popped up with a with a goal at the end. But uh, I'd rather have him than Eric Dyer any day of the week.
0: Yeah, yep. he, he he he's gone quite anonymous, hasn't he? Like I I didn't even realise he was playing until like near the end. Did he, did he well, actually start?
1: No, I came on. Okay, uh, that, that
0: makes sense because suddenly I just <coughs> I just saw his frame um, waddling around in the hot, on the pitch, and I thought I don't remember seeing him before.
1: No, he's had appendicitis, so he's been missing for a while. But uh, okay, he came it'd, on. It took him
0: about so. six months to get to his appendix, wouldn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I should I shouldn't say horrible things like that. You know, I, I am not a thin man, but I should not say things about that. I apologise, Eric Dyer. I do like him as a defender, weirdly. Um, so interesting. Babel made his debut, looked quite lively. Um, no cane or sun, um, which yeah, and I didn't realise that. Pochettino has never won a game without those pair playing. Really? Yeah. Well. Wow. There is, in, the, in the the odd games where neither Kane or Son has played. Um, Pochettino has never won a game without one of them in the in the team basically. How
2: how many games has that been though? I
0: say it can't be that many because Harry, <laughs> Harry Kane. I wouldn't be surprised if Harry Kane turns out for the under twenty three some week. <laughs> Like, he's in the it,
1: isn't he? I, I, <laughs>
0: well, obviously not at the moment.
1: I, I, I compared with Lazarus earlier because I he's maybe out early March. He'll be back before then. He always is.
0: Oh yeah, I was expecting him to come off the off the bench today. Uh, <laughs> some, he'd have been better than Lorento though, to be fair.
1: Oh um, my god, he is—he was awful.
0: I feel so bad because I, I praised him last week, but I did—I well, did say playing on his own, he wouldn't be very good.
1: Well, I mean, all right, the own goals are a bit, a little bit unlucky because he just hits someone, goes in, but. When you're a big man, presumably, I assume he's made a career out of scoring headers and things from the kind of chance he had to do, but he just, like, barely attacks the ball. No, he, he just it, it, it just hits him. Yeah, it just...
0: There was one effort he had where literally the ball hit him. <laughs> you know, like angolo Kante, a man half his size and doesn't play in that position. It was ridiculous. He was so bad. But oh, yeah. I think the thing that didn't help is, like... I've noticed this about Spurs a few times because they've got a lot of these creative midfielder players. So they've got like you know Eriksson and, and Your Ali. They all seem to play very close to each other on the edge of the box. Yeah. So it's hard for Lorente to find any room, and because well, he's, what... he's a bit lumbering as well. Like the ball's going to come to him in a short pass, and he's always going to struggle to get it into his feet and stuff.
1: This was annoying me today. Like, they kept working the space on like sort of like the the corner of the box, maybe ten yards further back. Mm. And instead of crossing it to this six-foot-seven giant, they were like, ah, no, we'll just go square again. Yeah. And this happened time and time again, to the point where when they were getting corners and free kicks out wide, they were shooting from stupid angles instead of just playing it in the box. It, it was, like, they got a corner before half-time, and I swear to God, Ericsson shot, because he skimmed it along the turf and it hit, like, the outside of the post, but, like, everyone kind of knew it was going out anywhere. Mm. I was like, just put it in the, it, give, give it a bit of height, and he's bound to win it, because he's bigger than everyone else on the pitch. Yeah
0: um i say uh, i think uh, Ranieri made it you know made an effort to try and neutralize the the, the attacking midfielders uh, you know he put callum chambers in midfield uh, which is a position he's played a few times before he, i don't think he, i don't think Fulham p played that badly to be fair i, th- I think they i think they were no, well the of that, a point
1: i thought that system that worked pretty well with mitrovic Sherlo, and bob blairner a like a front three with mm-hmm. everyone else defending was pretty good for them. Yeah, uh, but...
0: Mit- Mitrovic as well was giving Sanchez nightmares.
1: Well, they came to, came to blows, didn't they, towards the end?
0: Yeah, and I think Mitrovic of a couple of years ago would have been sent off in that situation. I, I think he held himself back rather well.
1: Oh, I mean, after he planted uh, Sanchez with the DDT, it was <laughs> it's it it kind of job done, wasn't it? But. Yeah.
0: But yeah, aside, Sanchez had come back in after not not playing for a while. He seems to have slimmed down a lot. Not in a he was fat Eric Dyer way, um, but like in he was he was quite a, a Wes Morgan type yeah. of defender. If you know well, he, quite a big and bulky. Defender. He was
1: he was getting a lot of hamstring injuries. I don't know if they've decided that maybe his body shape was wrong and mm. maybe changed changed how he, how his like conditioning is or something. But I'm not going to get into sports science. because I don't understand it. But, mm. but that, that's what. I, one thing crossed my mind anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I did. I did not recognise him. It was only when, like, he was going head to head with, like, Mitrovic. Yeah, you know, Mitrovic is quite a, a big fella anyway. And I was thinking, fucking hey, Mitrovic is well bigger than Sanchez is, and that's not what I remember him being. Quite a physical player, and that was part of the reason they bought him in because they wanted a big physical centre back because they, they don't really have that. Because obviously, uh, they're two Dutch, uh, they're two Belgian uh, defenders. are made a toffee. <laughs> uh, talking of being made a toffee though, Delhi um it's as if he knows a hamstring injury is coming because he always plays that stupid fucking tape on his hamstring anyway.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a telltale sign, isn't it? That you're uh, you're not quite right. But Spurs do that for you. Like Gareth Bale used to have them taped all over him. He was uh, he was like a walking bandage.
0: Yeah, it is weird that he wears that like tiger, pr- well leopard print one as well. It's a bit um, yeah different. Um, mm. But yeah, apparently doesn't look too good. But he did make it back onto the bench before the game finished. But, yeah, his he's, he's hamstrings, you know, he's, he's a weird one. In he's, he's, he's so in and out of the team and stuff like that.
1: Well, I personally would give him maybe two weeks rest. He can come back after after the playoffs. <laughs> then then it's fine.
0: But they've got no one else to take his place, unfortunately.
1: Oh, they'll find someone. Lucas Moura will be back by then.
0: Well, today they took him off and bought on Inkudu, who I didn't even realise was still there. Um,
1: great cross for the winner, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Came on, probably won't play again, because obviously Pochettino has his favourites. Um, yeah, very strange. Yeah, I don't think this, Spurs deserve to win that game, to be fair. I, I think Fulham had more than enough to um, to get a draw. I, I, at one point, didn't see Spurs getting anything out of that game, because Fulham played were, really, really well.
1: They were hanging on just before half-time, and once they made it to half-time, uh, just 1-0, they were much better second half, but... Yeah. Uh... As you say, they were, they were really under the cosh in that first half.
0: Yeah, but it, it was two too, too, too switch-offs, basically, that led them back in. Ali given far too much time and space to just put a header away, and he's always going to put them away. He's very good at that. For a creative <laughs> midfielder, he scores a lot of headers. Um, and Ericsson's always going to find players. Yeah, it was like a
1: carbon copy of his goal against Sweden in the World Cup.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scored, he scored a couple against Chelsea. Exactly the same. Ball yes. in. He scored two in the same game that were identical. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and then yeah, and then Winks fucking pops up and 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 scores with the last kick of the ball. Even he turned round, he went. I I don't remember the last time I scored <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, but yeah, as I, like, it could be my bias, but yeah, I don't get. I I think it's I think it's because being an Arsenal fan as well, not just that this is a Spurs thing. I don't like that little simple midfield thing. I think it comes from watching fucking Lampard and Gerrard play for England where they're fucking backwards, sidewards passing. I hate to see it. And, and <laughs> for me, that's what Harry Winks does, hence where he gets in the England team. Uh, so, yeah, that's our weekend. Um, any other talking points from you, you boys this weekend?
1: Not for me. I think we've been quite extensive there.
0: I so, yeah. Actually, a lot worth talking about, even though we've we still mopped over some of the games. Uh, so, we've decided that Huddersfield are down. Do we think Cardiff and Fulham are heading in that direction?
1: Uh, well, I hope so, obviously, but uh, from what I saw Cardiff yesterday, there's no way they're staying up, but they've spent £80 million on a striker, which might
0: help. Yeah, but it's a, a striker playing in league 1, and when what was the last French league 1 player to come in and, you know, hit the ground running, really? I can't think of that many. Like striker, striker, oh. or Striker-wise.
1: Hmm. Can't think of one off the it, top me
0: head it's, it's like when the, the Premier League went and signed all these strikers from the, like fucking the Eredivisie, like Kesman and that lot. They just come over and did nothing. And you yeah. know. so it would be, it'd be interesting to see. But you know, I I think personally, I think Cardiff for um And as 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 much as uh, Fulham had a good game today, they're just they're just so leaky defensively. Still, it, it comes to something when they improved a lot at their early form defensively. But yeah, if they're going to switch off like that and allow they let Spurs back into that game,
1: yeah, their their has cost them mm-hmm. all season really.
0: Yeah, and I I'm not, I'm not convinced by their goalkeeper either. To be fair,
1: which one? They've which got so many. Were, well,
0: yeah. were, 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 <laughs> Rico's the one who's been playing.
1: Ah, uh, he just like he, he's one of these who just slaps the ball. He never yeah. punches it. It's just yeah. always like a slap. It's like kind of just out of the danger zone, but not really.
0: Although, a bit like Hugo Lloris today because he didn't look very fucking good again.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Made a good save just on half time, didn't he, from uh, Babel But yeah. uh, no, he's he's not as good as he used to be. But yeah,
0: um, do we think Spurs will suffer though with injuries? Do you think they'll sign anyone?
1: Well, by the sound of things, no. But uh, they really should because they're running out of players that are that are really not, and it's only going to get worse because they've got the Carabao Cup on Thursday, um, and then they've got obviously I don't know who they've got in the Cup, FA Cup. Do you know?
0: Uh, no, I haven't looked, to be fair.
1: No, and then obviously they have the, someone else in the league, which I think is Watford, and then they've got us. And then it'll not be long before the Champions League starts again. Okay. So That's
0: it. They're, they're going to put out a full-strength team against Chelsea in midweek. I, I think they will.
1: Well, I mean, they're the leading one nil, and to be that close to a final yeah. at home, it's essentially yeah. a final at home, isn't it? So. Uh,
0: cause, yeah, because I'd probably say that Sarri is going to put a full-strength team out in midweek. Just because of how angry he seems to be with them, and so fact like yeah. he might bring in like Hudson or and so, but he hasn't been resting Hazard at all. So, but yeah, so I think I think they're going to put a full strength team out there. Well, it's full strength as they can. Just talking them bringing in Giuseppe Rossi, who is currently training with Manchester United. Oh uh, bloody hell! But because uh, he's available on a free. Uh, but yeah. Madness again. Their lack of spending is good. it's weird because we we said this at the beginning of the season that we thought um that it would cost them and whatever and they were seemingly proving us wrong. You know they got through Christmas, which is the time when I expect them to fall apart. Did really well, but yeah, unfortunately injuries. Are, it looks like it could cost them now. Um, but somehow they'll find some way to finish above us. Um, right. So that is it, Jensen. So if there's anything else you want to add, now's the time.
2: You no, know, nothing for me. Nope, me neither.
0: Excellent. So, thank you very much for joining me, gents. Uh, great weekend uh, to speak about again. So, uh, and that's it then from us. Uh, you can find uh, the show at Man on the Post on Twitter. You can find Dave
2: at uh, at CM nine seven nine eight.
0: Excellent. And you can find Ali
2: at Ali eighty four.
0: And that is it. That is us done then. Enjoy the rest of your week, and always remember to leave your man on the post. <laughs>